With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to Atlanta Baseball Talk, show number 464. Today is Tuesday, February 18, 2020, and my name is Steve. I'm joined by both Hammy and Curtis. And folks, please help out the show by telling your friends, sharing links, and writing reviews. If you do it, Kurt will get a tattoo even worse than Jose Altuve's. And Kurt, maybe you'll you'll stop taking your shirt off in public so much. Well, that's doubtful. <laughs> it's sort of become my calling card at this point. <laughs> it, it is your thing. Yeah. They love right. it when I'm at when I'm at church. Yeah, I think that Altuve tattoo. You should get a tattoo of Jose Altuve um, with his tattoo. tattoo. With his tattoo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who says I haven't? <laughs> well, now no All one's right, going to recommend us, Kurt. Don't give it away. Now no one will do right. it. Yeah. So in tonight's show, we uh, we set the stage on spring training storylines, and we weigh in on the latest with the Astros sign stealing scandal. But first. A quick break. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so guys, let's jump into some spring training storylines as games are getting ready to start uh, this coming weekend. So we'll start with this. On day one of Pitchers and Catchers reporting, we learned that, that, um, that Cole Hamels has injured his shoulder. And we'll miss at least three weeks. So, Hammy, assuming Soroka, Freed, and Fulty are, you know, one, two, and three, yes. who fills spots four and five, and, you know, at least until Hamels gets back? Um, well, so I feel good about, I'll tell you, I feel good about Soroka and Freed. I don't think Soroka is going to be able to match the season he had last year, but I still think he's going to be dominant. And I think Freed will actually uh, continue to be dominant. I am very worried about Fulty. We'll talk about this later. Um, so, you know, of the first three, um, he's the one I'm least certain about. And I wonder if Hamels comes back and Fulty is really struggling, if, he, if he's maybe not an option to go down. But um, in terms of starting the season, I think it's those three. Uh, I think it's Newcomb. I think their Braves are really, really going to try to make every possible opportunity to, for Newcomb to be a starter because um, the bullpen is so strong without him. Um, and then I think it's Hernandez. I think King Felix has a little bit of the Anibal Sanchez juvenation juice in him. Um, and, 
you know, maybe changes his delivery enough that he can take some of the pressure off of his shoulder and go, you know, a little bit easier on his body and pitch maybe a little differently. Um, but I think he can give us some quality starts. So I'm hoping that happens, and that's that's my call. So I say it's Soroka, Freed, Fulte, Newcomb, and Hernandez. All right, Curtis, what do you think? Who's four and five? Honestly, I have the same two. I think that the other options – whether it be Bryce Wilson or Kyle Wright or even Tukey, which I think would be a real stretch. I think that their struggles last year, I think that they want them to maybe season themselves a little more AAA before they're going to throw them completely out there um, as a starter for this team. And I think if Felix Hernandez can give them anything, I think they'd love to have that fifth starter be a veteran instead of a rookie that – maybe isn't so reliable as they saw with some of those guys when they came up last year. So I'm with him. And I think Newcomb obviously is the guy that they're really counting on and hoping that um, the things that he solved when he was pitching so great out of the bullpen, which is really cutting down on his walks, obviously that that's something he can carry over. He had that seems like he came back and had one start and walked a bunch of guys in that one start, um, and, you know, sort of seemed like the same stuff was popping up with him. So hopefully yeah, that will be like resolved. Yeah, it was like two-thirds of the way through the season. I mean, so Newcomb actually had – Newcomb actually started four games last year, right? Because remember, he started um, in the rotation. Right. So he started four games. He threw 15 innings in those four games, walked 10 guys, gave up 18 hits. As a reliever, throwing 53 innings, he walked 19 guys. Um. He had a whip just over 1-1. His whip when he was a starter in those four games was 1.8. I mean, look, he's got the stuff. Yeah. He just needs to be locked in and not walk guys. I mean, look, the, the Hamels injury no doubt helps Newcomb's bid for one of those spots dramatically. Frankly, it helps Felix's as well. Um, they would love to at, just eke out a month from Felix until Hamels shows up, right? Just to sort of get them over. They they have such a busy first month. Typically, you know, you don't need that fifth starter till a couple weeks in, but they need a fifth starter right out of the gate. Um, but here's my guess. I think that Felix is going to show nothing. I think he's going to look bad in the spring, and it's going to end up being Kyle Wright. I think it's going to be Sean Newcomb and Kyle Wright. And Kyle Wright had a rough go of it in the majors last year, but he's, you know, I'm not giving up on him, whatever. Right. I'm just saying that like, it didn't start great. I think it can get great. And maybe this is his next opportunity. Cause I just bet Felix is going to fall on his face. I would love for him to come out though. And like you said, Ham, get a little of that rejuvenation machine going. You just don't buy it. Why don't you buy it? Uh, because he's, he's just, I mean, Miles. it's not just like, yeah. And his last three years were bad. I mean, it's, it was 2016 was the last time that he had a number lower than a six or a five that started his ERA or his FIP. Huh. Like it's, it's been bad. Yeah. Um, again, change of scenery, Different coming league. to the national yeah. league, all that stuff. It could all work out and it would be such a great story and a huge boon to the team. I'm just, I find it a little hard to, uh, find it a little hard to believe it. Um, but I think Newcomb's, a, I mean, a lock short of him really falling on his face. Yeah. And I agree right, with you. So I think Kyle Wright's the, first, the next one up after those yeah. two. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, he's already on the 40 man, all that stuff, right? Bryce Wilson, I think until he gets a third pitch is just not really an option. Um, you know, yeah, I just don't see, I mean, Ian Anderson's a non-roster invitee, but they'd have to, I mean, I think they're prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they're prepared to drop someone off the 40 man to add Felix. If he looks good enough, they'd really have to be blown away by Ian Anderson to add him to the 40. Yeah. Um, all right. So next up guys, I think the next biggest story is third base, of course. Um, so the spring starts with a um, best shape of his life story. Uh, Camargo showed up, right? He was 205 last year. He showed up weighing 187. And I don't know if you saw, I mean, like DOB posted some at-bats videos with Camargo. He really does look dramatically different. Um, and then there's video of Riley that he's cleaned up his swing and he's sort of quieted down. So, Curtis, what do you expect... How do you think it's going to play out with Riley and Camargo throughout the spring? What are we going to see? Well, I, th- you know, they talk about that uh, that Riley um, didn't, you know, nothing was guaranteed for him, and that uh, he could potentially be starting in the minors. That was Anthopoulos talking at the end of last year, I yeah, guess. Sure. And, um, but I still think that it really goes without saying that Riley, they would really love for Riley to be the guy that starts and learns the starting job at third base just because of his potential and because of his power. Um, and because Camargo, if Camargo could get straight, uh, and accept, you know, the role that he would have as a super utility guy, he would be so valuable to come off the bench if he could hit like he did a couple of years ago, but as a role player, he could give so many guys days off, uh, the entire infield, uh, the corner outfielders even, you know? Um, so I, I think that they would love to have uh, Austin Riley as their starting third baseman and then Camargo as the super utility guy coming off the bench, um, the switch hitter. He's got power, you know? I mean, he's a valuable asset, but they really need him to be able to overcome that hump that he hasn't. And, and you know, you hope that he's going in trying to earn the job, but if he doesn't, that he still can accept, you know, it is a demotion, I guess, that going from a starting player to a bench player, but that he can better uh, equip himself to handle that role for the Braves because the other options, you don't know if Charlie Culberson is going to make the team. Um, and the other options that guys are sort of limited to roles that they have with Marcakis and if it's Duval or whoever the other catcher is going to be. So uh, well, Camargo and, and could be huge. You know, the, the Camargo super utility guy question is an interesting one, right? Because was he not good at it last year because he's just the kind of guy that needs regular at bats and he can't thrive in that role? Or was it because he was 20 pounds overweight and came in out of shape and never really got his act together? Right. We don't really know the answer to that. Um, right. And, and then pressed maybe and his defense started to fall apart as a result of that, sure. too. All of that. But I agree with you. Look, best case scenarios that. Riley dominates offensively this spring so much that they do go with him and send Camargo to the bench. Yeah, well, we need him. Um, it would make the team. It would make the team much better. I mean, it just. It, I mean, it, it is the perfect scenario to play out. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
I, don't, I, I completely agree because, you know, right now our, the infielders that you know on the team are Albies, Camargo, Freeman, Echeverria, and Swanson. Like, we don't have a lot of depth. I mean, obviously, Culberson is a non-roster invitee. But right, so not on the 40-man. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. So we need – I mean, ideally, Camargo is that guy, is the guy who can fill in if Dansby goes down or Ozzy goes down, right? And I know we signed um, – Alonso to back up Freeman, right? Didn't we sign yonder Alonso? Yeah, I think so. That Some, sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just back, but um, at least to bring into spring. So we need it, but I just don't buy it. I, I, a, I think Camargo, if he had the chance to start, would thrive. Uh, and that we, and you know, I think two years ago, um, you know, he sort of erased that question for us. Um, you know, he really filled in well, um, or, or two and a half years ago. Um, and I think he can do it again. And I think he can, you know, especially with the, you know, the depth in the lineup. And if he can hit sixth or seventh or seventh or eighth, um, I think he can do well. And the, and the reason I think so also is that I don't think Riley is ready. He looked so yeah. bad at the end of last season. I mean, he had such a hole in his swing that when he says his swing is cleaned up, I, I, I just don't buy it. I don't think it's something that gets fixed in an off season. So I don't think. Well, he's I don't ready. buy it yet. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you, Ham. I mean, we all three of us are sitting here talking about what what would be awesome if it happened. Yeah. But I yeah, bet. I agree. I I think there's no way Riley does come in <clears throat> and convince them that he starts at third base on opening day. I think he's going down to AAA. Agreed. I haven't given up on Riley. I think I think his time will come. I just don't think he's going to be ready yet. Yeah, but the, yeah, the discipline he what needs the, to learn is just takes to it takes more time than that. So, I agree. Which makes what us they should very do weak is, at the infield. Sorry, Curtis. What they should do is set up some system where like they can beat on a drum and tell him when off-speed pitches are coming. <laughs> that would the, it you know, that the kind of thing does seem like it would give you an advantage. <laughs> you know, tw- I was looking at 2018 Camargo. We keep talking about how good he was, and I remember him being good, but I couldn't remember his numbers. He slashed 272, 349, 457. He had 19 homers. Yeah. He, according to Fangrass, he was a 3.3 war player in 2018. Do you have his splits like second half of the season? I think he, I think I remember he also had like a month or two where he was unstoppable. He was the best brave, and I think it was later in the season. Yeah, I don't have that up. Yeah. Well, he got hurt, didn't he? Didn't he get hurt that season that he was starting and, and missed some time and then came back? I can't really remember. I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. So, <laughs> But we if, should... we, if we get anything close to that Camargo, you know, it'll, it, it, it's a luxury while Riley figures it out in Gwinnett. Well, and it helps to fill obviously the the void, the Donaldson void even more. Um, and if he can get his defense back, I, I I don't know if you have his defensive numbers in front of you as well. But I mean, he was a solid defensive third baseman. He's oh, got a he great was. arm. Yep. Um, and you know, you match him up with what they have. You throw him six or seven in the lineup. I mean, and you got a guy that's batting two eighty and can hit twenty homers. Yeah. That's pretty solid. He, It'll do. His slash pre All Star in 2018 was 248, 346, 422. Uh, Post All Star was 295, 353, 491. Although he had, you know, equal homers on both sides. So, yeah, he did. He right. came on strong. And he could steal bases for you? No, he's great. He would be a great starting third baseman if he could produce like he did in 2018. It's, it's what we talked about um, earlier in the offseason that the. You know, if they ended up right, this was before they had signed Ozuna, but we were talking 
you know, assuming they don't get Donaldson and they end up with like an Osuna or a Castellanos, that if Camargo comes back and is anything close to him to his 2018 season, that 2018 Camargo plus an Ozuna gives you more than Donaldson and Marcakis gave you. And it actually ends up working out better. So yeah. I'm, I'm still all for that in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> it does. It does make me, I mean, obviously Culberson would be huge. It does make me worried about our bench though. Like that's, I think our weakest spot is our infield coming in. Yeah, well, yeah. Echeverria, I'm mean, look, Echeverria is no bat, although he really was much more of a bat than we thought he would be when he came over, and he can he can play the middle of the infield. Yeah. You know, I mean, Echeverria is going to be that big piece. I don't feel comfortable relying on his bat to do much. I think that was... Well, hopefully you're not relying on his bat that much. You know? Yeah, hopefully that he's not getting many at-bats. Exactly. All right, so, Ham, let's move on to the bullpen, right? So let's assume Will Smith... Shane Green, Chris Martin, Mark Melanson, Luke Jackson, and Darren O'Day are in. I think those are very safe assumptions. And let's also assume two more. There's two more spots in the bullpen. Yeah. So, Ham, let's also, for this for this question, assume that Newcomb is in the starting rotation. So who are those last two guys that open the season in the bullpen? Mm-hmm. So it's down to three guys for me. I think the one that's obvious is Jacob Webb. Um, I think the way he pitched last year, it's four and um, sub two ERA was just great. Um, you know, he was injured, but I think, uh, he makes it. Um, yep. and then the other two, you know, it's, it's Tukey is still so intriguing for me. Maybe it's just, I just love him and want him to do well. And, and that sort of middle relief guy spot starter. Um, and, and, and if not now, when are we going to give Tukey a, ch- a chance? Um, you know. Uh, if we don't trade him. But then I also consider Jeremy Walker, who we didn't see a lot of, but who I really liked and, you know, was pretty effective in nine innings last season. So I I, I actually think it's not going to be Tukey. I think it's going to be Jeremy Walker and Jacob Webb. Although I would like for – I'd really like to see Tukey get one more shot because when he was on, he was so good. Um, but I don't think he gets Yeah, it. and when he was bad, he was so bad. I know, I know. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to jump in. So I agree, Jacob Webb. Uh, I think that he's uh, short of him having a terrible spring. He's a lock for that next spot. And you know they they brought back Josh Tomlin, and they need a long guy. So while I was wrestling with like, um, you know Grant Dayton because they could use another lefty, or you know if AJ Minter rises from the dead that would be a huge story my god if he could just be like 75 percent of what he used to be that'd be a massive piece to add but i think it'll probably be webb and tomlin yeah curtis sabaka yeah i mean it's it's gonna yeah yeah. i mean sabaka was a guy that i was looking at i mean I, i was looking at the depth chart that was listed on um the braves website today and they list most of the guys that you mentioned um patrick weigel i think is a guy that could potentially be there because he's a starter um so he could be their long guy yeah um you um did not look great when he got his chance but i know that they have high hopes for him 
Uh, Chris Rusin is a guy that they signed, and I, you know, I don't know. He's a veteran guy, so I don't know if he's somebody. He did not have a very good year last year, but I. It's obviously Webb. I think it might be Sabatka. I would. I think they would love to have him if he could. Another guy, if he could sort of get his control together, um, he can come in and just blow guys away. Oh yeah. Um, he can also break lots of hands in the yeah. process. But well, we um, should bring him out when we play the Astros. We should have him on the roster just for the last series <laughs> of the season. Right. <laughs> exactly. um, but you know, just Keep a him. guy that's a just a power arm that they can come in and just sort of mow through. And if it's you know the end of the fifth inning or something, and they need a guy to come in, I know that they've got the new bullpen rules. But if you bring him in and he can get out of the inning with just one at one batter face that's that's the way it works and i'm sure they would love to have a guy like that that could come in and just mow somebody down and then they still have all those arms for seven eight nine yeah it's going to be very interesting the new bullpen rules it's it's i'm sort of very interested to see it yeah me too yeah me too um you know as as we're sitting here pondering spots seven and eight in the bullpen think about how much better we have it already compared to opening day last year. I went back to look, see who those eight guys were on opening day last year. Oh. It was Jesse Biddle, <laughs> Shane Carl, Luke Jackson, Wes Parsons. Luke Jackson, Chad, the closer. <laughs> right. Chad, well, not at that point. Well, it, by not default. at that point, right? Sabatka, <laughs> Tomlin, Johnny Venters, remember, started wow. the season. Wow. And then our closer, Orodas Vizcaino. Yeah. I mean... Our, our co-closer with A.J. Minter. Did yes. you, was Minter? Did you mention Minter? No, no, because Minter started. Remember Minter hurt himself in spring. Like, remember got in a car wreck oh, and they'd right. said, like, you know, the seatbelt cut, you know, it was something like that. Right. What so he didn't about start. The Braves pitchers and car wrecks in spring mm-hmm. training. Um, so while we rightfully were complaining and moaning about how terrible the bullpen was last year. He really has done a great job uh, shoring well, that up. Well, well, and not to get too excited here, but it is pretty exciting. I mean, no you, you talk about, you talk about, <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, only a down show, but Pace yourself. Pace yourself. you talk about the depth of the bullpen and then just looking at this depth chart. I mean, our starting lineup is pretty pretty damn good and that's including Camargo and hope he bounces back but I mean Freeman Albee Swanson Camargo Darno is the new catcher Acuna Enciarte and Ozuna with Mike Soroka as your starting pitcher that's yeah it's no joke man I'm excited (laughs) no doubt about it all right Curtis last spring training question so of these three scenarios if any of these three played out Tell me which one would concern you the most for the regular season. Dansby struggles at the plate during the spring. Fulte struggles on the mound during the spring. Or Ender struggles at the plate during the spring. What would concern you the most? Um, Well, I think that the one that would concern me the most, I sort of looked at these and Dansby has had really good springs and that has not necessarily translated in times over to the regular season, same with Ender. He's had really good springs. Um, but I think the most critical component for the Braves is going to be Fulte. Um, he can potentially, if he is the guy that he was two years ago, um, you potentially have Fulte and Soroka at the top of your rotation. And that's just dominating. Yeah. Um, 
And if he shows that he cannot shake off the first inning of game five, um, known, knowing his history uh, with his inability to sometimes shake things off, um, I think that that would be a big red flag for me. And that would honestly... Uh, impact my outlook for the season if Fulte is going to be a guy who, once again, we can't rely on because everything is surrounds the fact that you hope Sorok, I mean, uh, that Fulte bounces back. And even if it's close to the guy, 80% of the guy it was two years ago, that's what they need to get to the next step. They need several pitchers to be able to go out there and really be good. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, Curtis. Particularly given, I mean, not only just his getting sent down and all that stuff earlier in the year, last year, but that first inning in game five, if if he seems to really struggle in the spring, it would be easy to at least, you know, play armchair psychologist and draw a line between those two things. Yeah, exactly. So for sure, that 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 would be the most concerning thing for me. Hammy? Yeah, I mean, I nothing much to add. I'd. I, you know, it's funny. I was reflecting on this. I've I've come to expect so little from Ender in any kind of generative way that I just don't care really how he's doing, um, and you know, hope we don't see a lot of him. Um, and, and well, and the whole the whole start slow in the first half thing. You know, how do you put a bunch of meaning into his spring stats anyway? Yeah. Um, so, so who's your outfield if you don't play Ender? Yeah, they're playing Ender, Hammy. You're going to see a ton of Ender. So you're, the starting outfield is Osuna, uh, Acuna, and Ender? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then Marquez and Duvall coming off the bench? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, except that, except for when there's a, you know, except for when Snitker decides he wants to put Marquez in, and then... You guys, really? Um, I gotta say, maybe, I, I th- would take Marquez over Ender. No. Yes. No, 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 no. Because Ender gives you such good defense. Defense up the middle, man. And and Ender in center puts Acuna in right where you take advantage of his arm. Like, it's really the right thing in my mind. And Ender can go on those 25-game stretches where he bats 380 and yeah, is otherworldly. I, he, yep. I, yeah, yeah. I just and maybe because he gets injured or whatever, he goes on these stretches. I just see him as a bench player. Maybe that's what I'm saying. You know, I guess just reflecting on that, that was my first thought. Is um, I don't, I, you know, Ender doesn't seem as critical to the team as I think others do. Um, but yeah, back to the the conversation at hand. I think um, it's absolutely faulty. I think Dansby struggles, but he is clutch and there's he brings value so much beyond just his bat. Um, but if Fulte is struggling, our, our, all of a sudden our starting rotation, especially with Hamels injured, coming out of the uh, gate is really shaky and very questionable. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the the you know potential of Hernandez looking like you said, Steve, not being even an option, and Kyle Wright not being ready, and it's like oh crap. So um, Fulte is obviously the linchpin there. Yeah, the pendulum really swings on Fulte in a lot of ways for the season. Yep. Not to put too fine a point on it. All right, guys. Next up. The ongoing Astros scandal, but first, a quick break. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, guys, we did a show a month ago. It was just after the commissioner's report had come out on the Astros cheating. And it's amazing to think how much bigger and nastier the story is now a month later. One that refuses to go away. One that is one that's so big that if you like tune into the, you know, um, Wingo and Golick, the ESPN radio show in the morning where they never talk about baseball particularly in a dead time like this, they're talking about baseball. That's how big this thing is. Um, so I, I, I want to start like some of my favorite developments since this all went down is the, the wall street journal article, digging up the letter that Manfred sent to the Astros that completely implicates the front office, even though he came out in the report and said it was all player driven and that it outed their, you know, naming it code breaker and the dark arts and the spreadsheet and the whole system. Um, Jim Crane coming out, the owner of the Astros, and saying that 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 the cheating scandal had no effect on winning the World Series. <laughs> um, but not to be outdone, then Manfred calling the World Series trophy a piece of metal just to antagonize and piss off the players more than he could have ever imagined. Um, and then even today, my God, Marcake is coming out and saying that all the players deserve a beating. LeBron coming out on Twitter today and talking about calling out the commissioner, telling him to fix it for all of sports. It's just it's it is insane. Hammy, where's your head at? I I agree. I mean, the, the two thoughts I have, um, one just more broadly is. You know, there's a lot of this outrage from people. I guess where do you draw the line with cheating? Now, obviously, that is cheating and stuff like that. But there's so much cheating in the game, and to 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 you know be so outraged when I'm sure these guys have cut corners and done everything they can to get ahead because that's just how it works, right? So I think a little bit is a little bit on a high horse and sanctimonious where it shouldn't be. I still think it's horrible. I still think it's horrible, but I think, yeah, you know, I mean, people have been stealing signs, all that. Obviously, they took it. Well, right. But it's all like between the lines. I mean, literally between the lines, like using video and relaying. I mean, that. Yeah. So that's so that's I'm not sure. I'm not sure I get your sanctimonious point. All right. Maybe it's okay. Fair enough. Um but the other, you know, the other interesting thing is is how divisive McC- the the issue is with McCann on Braves discussion boards, like on the Athletic. If you read some of the comments of like people who, all the way over to McCann is scum, 
um, and what a what a hypocrite to you know how dare you whatever you know and people defending him on both sides which I think is just interesting um, and I you know I have to say I don't know where I. I have to appreciate. I have to could imagine a situation where you know, in a clubhouse, um, your your the brotherhood is bigger than anything, right? And so maybe there's people who are cheating, you don't like it, you, you say something to them, but you know you would never cross the line of outing them because that goes against the brotherhood, right? And so maybe Brian McCann was one of those people, um, and maybe that you know maybe he should be forgiven. Um, at the same time. I have a hard time with any of these people in the Astros saying I wasn't part of it or it wasn't me really getting to walk free, you know, or to, to skate on this issue. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where I stand with McCann. Um, I do think that, um, that the Astros, that they, they don't deserve the world series. I don't know how you undo that, but I don't think, you know, I think they did a lot of damage and I don't think they should get to keep the title. Well, so that that brings up something I wanted to ask a little bit later, but uh, bring it up now. I think I think the only thing that Manfred can do at this point to quiet this down and frankly is deserved, particularly so. So, again, we're, we're recording this on Tuesday, the 18th. Manfred, because he thinks it's a good idea to talk every day to the press. <laughs> he had another press conference today. I'm not sure what the context was. But he came out and distinctly said that they that that they were using this cheating system during the playoffs in 2017, which a bunch of the Astros players had been denying, like given that piece of information, not to mention just like, you know, as we talk about this more and more and and look at it more and more and talk about the, you know, the the um the careers that it's ruined for guys and the money that's lost and the money that was made for guys because their numbers were inflated, et cetera, et cetera. Like the thing he should do is he should vacate the world series title for 2017. He can do that. Yeah. I mean, it would, it's kind of a nuclear option that makes sense at this point. Like there was a great piece in the athletic a day or two ago by Evan Drellick about, that because of how the CBA is written, like if infractions and the um, and the punishment are not laid out in the CBA, you can't do it to the players, which is why um, Manfred, I'm assuming, went down the road he did of, look, I can't suspend anybody because it's not in the CBA. I would lose um, I would lose to the players union if I tried. So I'm going to get more information by giving them immunity and I'll be able to get it all out there and hopefully we can stop this thing. Like I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that, but it's clearly not enough. Yeah. I mean, clearly this thing has, is out of control and I mean, for trout and Justin Turner and Marcakis and all the, I mean, every day someone new coming out, I mean, the players are furious like they're so, so pissed. Um, I think that he should do it. I don't think he will, but I really think that's how this story should end. And what Curtis, do you, what do you where, think about that? And then I want to come back to McCann. Go ahead, Curtis. Well, good. No, go ahead, Ham. No, no, but I'm just curious, you know, do you think McCann deserves no pass? Do you, do you think there are players 
Of who course are, he deserves who, no pass. None of them deserve a pass. None of them do. Why you, would he deserve a pass? Just, just because some people are claiming I didn't want any part of it. I said don't do it while I was up. You know, and maybe too bad. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I do. I, could I do. Get that if 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 you're a rookie, I get that. You're a respected um, veteran. Yeah, it's BS. You just didn't want to. You, you just didn't want to. You you didn't want to do it. What about Verlander? Verlander and McCann are the worst because they're sanctimonious about other stuff. But what if I mean Verlander was never batting. He never benefited from it. He benefited. But he, from he had to have known it was success. Happening. Yeah, he, he benefited from the team's success, Hammy. Yeah. He benefited from pitching with leads he wouldn't have pitched with. True, 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 true. So angry at you right now, Hammy. No, no, I know, but like, I mean, um, like Korea came in and like his defense of Altuve, he came out and I forget where, and he's like, "You got to get all the facts," and I forget who he was responding to. So this is. Not a well-supported story, but he was, he was like, responding to Bell. He was responding to Bellinger, right, right. And so, um, you know, and, and said Altuve wasn't part of it. He would have never done this, and he's all blah blah blah. And I don't know. I just yeah. And and you know what? There's some data that backs that up. There's that Astros fan mm-hmm. that went and like went back through all of the recordings of of the games and the trash can banging and. Altuve had some of the lowest rates of trash can bangs compared to any other players. But he still so had. yeah, maybe he was like, "I don't want that." Yeah. But yeah, sorry. Then put a hopefully, stop to it. Uh, sorry, uh, AJ Hinch, like knocking down the monitor twice is enough. weak sauce. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely think they deserve to have the World Series vacated. It's just you know. Some of these players who are, get caught up in this culture, they're sort of you know, and maybe it's maybe it's BS. But, you know, do you beam every Astro? Because <laughs> I, I would beam some, that's for sure. But do you beam anybody who was on the 2017 Astros? I mean, I'm not a big proponent of beaming the guys just for, for anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so dangerous and reckless, Yeah. the, hit, the hitting guys. I know it's going to happen, and it's going to be compelling television. And the fights, I mean, there's going to be so many fights, it's really... You know, it's going to it's going to be fascinating to watch. But no, I'm I, I'm not for that, which is it's another reason. Frankly, the whole like Manfred coming out and saying you can't be in the Astros and there's going to be worse penalties for beaning them again. Like, just take all that off the table and and set the precedent. You know what I mean? Like he said, I don't want to set a precedent for something like this. My God, what what, what better mean? thing to set a precedent for? vacate the world series title it's really it it would it would calm everything down it would be it's the one thing that he can do and it would for, i mean honestly it would it would be safer for the astros this season if he did that i think that it would it would really calm down a lot of the ire yeah it's interesting curtis steve's been yelling at me you yell at me now right um <laughs> Well, you know, I, as a Braves fan, I, I sit there and look at the, what the Braves did and the Braves getting caught cheating um, with their international draft picks and whatnot. And the punishment for that seems to far outweigh um, 
what the punishment that's been meted out to the Astros has been. Totally. And the Braves, the Braves cheated. There's no doubt about that. But the, the, the Braves cheated on a potential. You look at where Kevin Maton is right now. That guy is about to drop out of the top 20 uh, Angels prospects because his career has gone nowhere. So they cheated to get him or some of those guys. Maybe they didn't cheat him, but you know what I mean. There was like 13 guys that they had to give up. Most of those guys have had nothing. Their careers have gone nowhere. And so the impact for the Braves long term on that would have been nothing, that they would have drafted guys that went nowhere and they would have had holes. But now we're crippled in our ability to build a team for the future because of the way we cheated before. But with the Astros, I mean, basically all that happened was that a couple of guys got fired and they got fined. And I know they lost some draft picks, but it's nothing like what the Braves lost. And they got fired because the owner decided to. They weren't even going to get fired. Right. It was just one year suspensions. And nothing has happened to the players. And I and Steve, I understand the, all the stuff about the, CBA. you know, the the CBA. But and that oh well, maybe we can't do anything about it. We you can you can have rolling suspensions. I mean, you can suspend eight guys for a certain period of time and make them f- be forced to play without a third of their roster and have to play with triple a guys and have that go on for basically a month of their season and see how it impacts them if you punish them that way because the fact that the players are that and that's what i think why the players are so angry is that it's it's yeah, they're their just getting away with compatriots it. that cheated them right you know that the nationals talked about the fact that they had heard all this news about how the astros cheated with stealing signs and did something to compensate for that. And you look at what the Astros offense did in that World Series against, and obviously the the Nationals pitchers are great, but they dominated that World Series. You know, I mean, the, the, the Astros could never really get going. Maybe they had one or two games. I can't remember the World Series completely, but it seemed like that their offense never got going ever. And I kept waiting for it. It was like, okay, this is the, this is the game this offense is going to explode. And it never happened. And is it because the... Nationals were so great, or is it because the Astros couldn't cheat? You yeah. know, I mean, so it, it's just frustrating that that and you, I mean, you you were right. I mean, when you've lost Trout, yeah, when yeah. you've lost Marcakis, who hasn't said five words in his entire life and right. spent twenty minutes at his locker talking about he's going to go kick their asses and stuff. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's just totally out of character for these guys. Trout never says anything either. I mean, right. unless he's selling Pepsis or something, you know, I mean, the guy is 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 a silent hero out in L.A. playing for anonymity, you know. And when you start to lose these guys, it's bad. I mean, I'm shocked that the owners have not fired Manfred. Hmm. And maybe um, it's because he's protecting them. Yeah, That's exactly. I mean, Manfred clearly was protecting um, the owners. You know, I mean, Man- Manfred. Owner. Yeah, yeah, the the Astros owner, exactly. So, you know, and- guys, I saw um, I saw some people on Twitter talking about, yeah, man, I would trade. You know, losing our GM and our coach, and five million bucks and some draft picks for a Braves World Series. For me, no way in hell. If this was happening to the Braves right now, I would hate. I it. might just be done. You know, I might I might be done as a fan. 
I can't imagine. I just can't imagine this going on with my team. I mean, can you imagine, like, all of a sudden not wanting to wear your World Series shirt or talk about the World Series? Or, I mean, I would, I would feel shame about it. Like, no thank you. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance Manfred does anything more? I God, don't if it th- keeps going. <laughs> I mean, but I... No, I think it will... I think over time it will slow down and... It, you know, obviously, you know, the press is asking every player, you know, the first question they ask them. So obviously they're getting a lot of sound bites. The players will get tired of talking about it. Um, you know, there may be some interesting times on the field, as you said, but over time it will go away. I bet that's what Manfred is, is betting on. Yeah. And I mean, vacating titles is not unheard of, right? No. I mean, yeah, no, it happens in other Louisville sports. had to vacate their – NCAA basketball turn championship from a couple of years ago. Didn't USC had to vacate their football championship when I Reggie just, Bush was there? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I just think, you know, MLB is not the, is the least popular of all the major sports. Like it does not need a big PR hit like this where people are, are have any reason to turn away, you know? And I, Steve, while I agree that like maybe vacating it adds some legitimacy to this and sort of whatever, I think that their fear is that if we do this, then it just hurts the brand too much and we can't afford that hit. Mm. I think not doing anything hurts the brand more. I really do. I think I think I think that the being able to cheat your way to a World Series title and there being very few repercussions um, impugns the integrity way more than than, uh, uh, you know, vacating the title. Vacating the title, I think, sort of introduces integrity back into the game. I agree with you. Well, baseball, baseball's been, way. and they've been slow to, you know, they've dragged their feet. The whole steroid issue, they were so wrapped up in Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds that they oh, sort yeah. of just let those guys cheat blatantly. You know, Mark McGuire with the steroids in his locker as he was giving interviews and stuff. You know, I mean, they they were more <laughs> interested in. Uh, the popularity that that drew to the game more so than the integrity of the game. And so it's sort of a backdoor that the writers are now punishing those players as opposed to the game punishing those players um, because they won't elect them into the Hall of Fame. Um, So, you know, does this carry over when these Astros want to go to the Hall of Fame? Does it carry over that, that they're cheaters? Probably. It'll I think be, it does. It'll be interesting to see. You know, Curtis, to your point about the the um, the media sort of picking up the, um, uh, you know, the task of punishing the players um, when I think it was, I think it was during Manfred's sort of state of the game at the opening of spring training uh, press conference he always does. He said he believes that it's the, quote, fundamental obligation of MLB's probe was to get the facts, put them out there, and let people make their own judgment as to what happened in the 2017 season and the 2017 World Series, which, of all the insane things Manfred said, it's certainly well up there. Yeah, I think Um, the only commissioner that would have the the chutzpah or whatever to vacate a crown is Adam Silver. I think Goodell is too much of a puppet for the owners and too worried about the brand 
I don't even know who the NHL commissioner is. I think Manfred is a joke. I think Adam Silver would do it, but that's it. They're just too worried about their brand. There's too much money at stake. They're just like, if we wait, ride it out, if we ride it out, people will forget about it. Sure, it'll be ugly. Every now and again, it'll come up and it'll be embarrassing. But over time, we will get back to making money and this will go away. That's what they're yeah, going to do. Um, but I, and not that well, that's the right thing to do. I'm not agreeing with them. I, I agree with you, I gotcha. Steve. You know, I think they should do it. But I just think they have the balls. Manfred's well, my guess is, puppet. you know, my guess is when we record our next show, we're still going to be talking about the Astros scandal and whatever comes next. All right, guys, let, let's end the show with this. Spring training shot in the dark. Our off-season shot in the darks are all shot, if you will. <laughs> so let's do one for spring training. So um, I'll start. I'm going to predict my shot in the dark is that spring training ends and we all objectively are like, Ender had a good spring. I'm feeling good about his bat. It may be my craziest shot in the wow. dark ever. Yeah, yeah crickets. That's, that's my, that's my <laughs> anti-shot in the dark. <laughs> All right, Curtis, what do you got? Um, mine is as shoddy and darky as that one is. Um, Felix Hernandez leads starting pitchers in wins this spring and earns a spot in the starting rotation to start the season. All right. In your face, Steve. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ham. Uh, I say that Ozzy leads the team. Freddie Freeman gets hits. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kurt, starting early. I like that. That is unfair, too. Please. That makes makes it more fun, Ham. So people need to win shots in the dark this year. I got to clear some koozies out of my house. Okay, fine. Braves will play a game. Um, Ozzy leads the team in homers in spring training. Spring. Okay. I like it. All right, guys, that is the show. Remember, folks, you can find us at Spreaker as well as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. As always, you can find us at AtlantaBaseballTalk.com to access all of our shows and to post in our comment section. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at ATL Baseball Talk and to like us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, and go Braves! Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at atlantabaseballtalk.com.